Hey guys, welcome back to Wondering Faith, a show where we discuss all the things that faith makes us wonder. Today, Paul and I sat down with Caitlin, and we were wondering, is social media discipling us? Hope you enjoy. Wonder does abound, even amidst the confusion and troubles in this fragile but precious world. <laughs> I did not hear it. I oh. wish it did. <laughs> maybe the maybe the ni- the nice new microphone picked it, it up. It probably did. Probably. I know. It probably did. Huh. Well, man, I'm excited for this episode. We've been waiting for this for years. I think so. I mean, gosh, it, we're finally here. Finally here. The stars have aligned. We're going to talk about a topic. We talk about a lot. We do talk about a lot. We do. We yeah. we evaluate this question and have this conversation all the time. I feel, and so being able to kind of walk through it, talk through it in a way uh, for you to enjoy and maybe you to add a conversation and talk to Caitlin as someone who is our social media person here at Concordia. What's what's your official title? Something marketing social media. Whatever you want to say. But Something marketing field. social media. SMSM. That yeah, that is, is it. That rolls right yeah, off the tongue. There it is. Uh, but yeah, that is why, of course, we wanted to have you on, Caitlin, because oh. you were going to bring a unique perspective and insight uh, that you know, you, you're in the world of social media all the time. And this question of, is social media discipling us? Um, short answer, yes or no? Yes, Ben. Ooh, so, ooh, yeah. I mean, obviously, if, if, if you've watched anything in the last year or two or read anything in the last year or two, uh, whether it's like digital minimalism or the social dilemma or kind of all these people that have come out of like Snapchat and and end tech industry kind of saying, hey, we are trying to kind of hack your brain. It's literally what we're trying to do. It's not for your benefit. We, in essence, are discipling you, but really not. We're, we're controlling you, right? I mean, they, they, they say that that's, that's their desire. So there is an element of that where you kind of have to say, well, if you're aware of that, you can't step out of that moment. Not me, you know, like yeah. I'm above that somehow immune to that. Uh, I think I have to admit Yes, in some senses, yeah. uh, social media is discipling me and, and then having to evaluate how do I feel about that and what do I do with that um, and what do we as Christians do with that? Is that a okay wholesale rejection of or do we kind of figure out how to navigate? And I think that's where – so short answer <laughs> – as I did a long answer. Short answer is yes, social wow. media is discipling me. I will reluctantly admit that I am easily controlled by yes. social media. You know, honesty is the first step. It's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you touched on a lot of good stuff. Caitlin, short answer, yes or no, is social media discipling you? Yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I think yes. And a big part of that is I have a choice in that, right? So I choose to engage in social media. I right. choose to be on those platforms. And there's some people who don't and they have their reasons for doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, there's, it's interesting to think about it kind of from a marketing perspective, mm-hmm. like you said, of um, the heads of some of these major corporations, um, they're selling something, right? So we are their 
consumer consuming this, but it's also taken a turn in an interesting direction where we also are the producer on these platforms. And so for them, it's learning to not only keep us engaged on those, but now we are also selling our own stuff, whether that be videos to create money or products or services or whatever it may be through um, that avenue. And so, yeah, I think in a big way, is it discipling me? Yes. Mm. And, and, Great ways always know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard to admit that sometimes, but I think I have to be honest and say, I don't always have the best practices when it comes to this, but there are also really great things that come out of it right. as well. And so it's learning to balance those balance things. That. Right. Yeah. And I, I know that's probably a little bit of what we want to get into today. And as far as that question for myself, I think amongst the three of us, I'm probably the one who's on social media the least. But even then, I think, yeah. For you're, sure. you're so much better than us, Paul. Yes. Okay, Paul. I read the Bible twice as much. Pray twice as much. You have all no TV in your home. You never, no, zero screen time. I give all, all my Bible money away. Time. All Bible. Yes. I say please and thank you. Uh, no, but, uh, but I would say even if I'm on it less, I really do think it is discipling me and changing me. Now, Caitlin, uh, you already brought up something really interesting with how social media, okay, yes, it is shaping the way we live, the way we think, who we are. Uh, And you brought up one of the positive things that I think social media has done for a lot of people is that these platforms are designed to uh, help people create and to allow people to be creators and contributors. Uh, And you would say that that's been true for you, that social media has allowed you um, to sort of cultivate and create different things that maybe you otherwise wouldn't be able to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, again, like we as a church, but also me individually, like have this unique opportunity to reach people who we would never otherwise reach, right? And Mm so um, you do that through what you say in day-to-day life, but also on social media, through what you post, through how you engage with things um, is a choice within yourself. And I think we have seen incredible impacts through that. I mean, churches are able to um, have online global members for the first time and forever, you know? And so, I mean, there's really incredible um, opportunities and ways that people can engage in communities that are formed online. Um, Maybe people who live in small towns and don't have any access to certain resources are now able for the first time to engage in different ways that they weren't able to before. And so I truly believe this generation, God is doing something really unique through. Mm. um, And it's really cool to get to see that Mm. um, as people my age use social media to be witnesses. Um, And it's powerful. It really is. And it changes lives in a unique way. And Mm. so it's cool to see God um, move in those platforms and in Mm. lives in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, well said. That's in that's I completely completely agree. And that that uh, since you guys can't see us, you don't know how old we are. I'm a I'm a millennial. <laughs> I'm considered a millennial. You know the 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 terrible generation that is you know uh, everyone gets their uh, their their trophy and whatnot. <laughs> but I grew up so I grew up kind of without uh, without technology for the majority of my well all the way through high school, and then social media didn't become a thing. Facebook didn't become a thing until my freshman year of college and I barely used it at all. Well, we were, I was still using a, uh, AOL Instant Messenger way back, uh, way way back, back in the day. Kids, you'll have to Google that one. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I grew up with dial-up, which is, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, if, if, you li- if you're listening to this and if you have an AOL uh, Instant Messenger thing, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you mine because it was pretty funny. It's terrible, but it was hilarious. But it was the letter R, uh, letter U, the word ready, the number four, 
this 87. Are you That's ready awesome. for this 87? <laughs> that was my AOL and semester. You can have your away message. And, and so like literally even going to college, the way that I communicated with people wasn't even like texts. I was just starting to use text more. I mean, I had friends that were really into it, but mm. I was not. Hmm. Um, uh, we had the away, me- away message up. Um, I mean, and the away message was I uh, whatever you wanted to say. You yeah. could create something. Well, like, like um, yeah. I mean, what was the point of the uh, away message? Oh, you weren't sitting at your computer. Yeah, it's like a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense to anybody. Like, uh, it's like the, it's like having, it's like being tethered to the phone on the wall. It's like yeah. you were sitting if you wanted to talk to your friends. Yeah, you had to log in, computer. log out. Yes. Otherwise, it was like the note at your desk that you're away. Right. You know, but so that's what the okay the away. So that was is. that was that was kind of what I grew up with. And then kind of learning how to use social media for, for ministry and uh, kind of socially and otherwise. But you guys you guys had social media kind of like Facebook and MySpace or whatever else, right? Or, yes, or we did. did. You, yeah, you did. Now, so, well, so, and I'm 27. Kayla, you're 20, 24. 30, 24. Yeah. 24. Okay, so we're a little bit closer um, in age. And I'm but, 34, so that's a whole decade. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I know, that is crazy. Uh, but I also, I didn't really have a, let's see, when did I get a smartphone even? Because those came out in 2007. That was when I was in seventh grade. Uh, but I didn't get one until college, I think. Um, I don't remember. Some kind of iPhone. I don't even know. Um, but I never did. And I still don't really use. I'm not like an active poster. I, I'm not really a creator or a contributor. Uh, You're not I an influencer, kinda, Paul. Yeah, I'm not an influencer. I'm not very influential. I'll be, I'll be fully honest with that. Um, our six our six listeners would disagree. <laughs> That's right. You're lucky I brought my followers here to this podcast. Uh, but yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> check, check your spam. Check your spam. The videos should be right there. Um, but yeah, I, so I did grow up with it a little bit. Um, I did kind of have MySpace. I spent some time with that. Um, but again, we had dial-up for more, longer than anyone else I do because uh, we lived out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, and you just weren't really able to get on. So it really did not have a big part in shaping my upbringing. And, and actually, and I told you this, Ben, but <laughs> so when you were doing, when I was here a couple years ago, you were doing the summer series about memes and you were doing oh, the yeah. creative thing. I, redeem was, your meme. Redeem your meme. Oh, redeem the that. meme. Redeem yeah, the redeem the meme. The meme. Yeah. Yeah. We, that was fun. Trying to take, you know, popular memes and, you know, whatever, uh, work with them. And <laughs> I remember, you know, I was going to speak a couple of times for that series and I had no idea <laughs> where to find memes. <laughs> I'm like, where does everyone find these? I was Googling, where do you find what memes? What is a meme? <laughs> like, I knew what they were. I had seen them. Uh, and I'll never forget, uh, one of the college kids that was helping out, I was talking with him about this. And someone actually came up to it. We were standing and someone came up uh, who was going to be uh, part of the series. And they're like, you know, what kind of criteria do we have for these memes? You know, like, do we have any parameters? And I was like, no, I think you knew, you could do like sarcastic Willy Wonka or, you know, I listed off a few. And then the college student looks at me, he's like, wow, you have no idea how much you just dated yourself. Like oh. that was so five years ago. <laughs> but I felt really dumb. Uh, but then that's when I found out that you could find him on Instagram. So that's when I made an Instagram account. Just for that series. Oh my god! So that's what got that's me hilarious. on Instagram. Wow, uh, that's awesome. was um, gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So church got me hooked on social media, uh, and I've really only posted pictures of June and us, maybe about six posts. I don't know. I just um, I have nothing against it. I don't think any. I think you know, I love seeing other people's stuff that they post, but it's just never. It was never quite a thing. 
I guess my parents were, we were more just to ourselves again. We were out in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's just never part of my experience. Um, So I've never, I don't think it's really shaped me as um, being as much of a creator. This podcast, I actually have done another podcast, uh, (laughs) which I don't even need to talk about. Big influence. Huge, huge. There you go. Uh, Look at my resume. Shameless plug. Um, But that's really the only kind of like major content creation that I've ever done um, is with podcast but otherwise social media like i'm a little bit more of just an observer i guess a consumer yeah yeah of it, but it's probably the majority of folks but it is yeah it is obviously geared and actually all of information right now is geared for kind of interaction for consumption for con- contribution or there's a lot of uh a lot of good in that and a lot of i think struggle in that as well yeah um because on social media i mean obviously uh <laughs> and this is there have been studies about this, that the more social media usage, the more divisive a culture can become. Hmm. Um, and algorithms that are kind of created to kind of just create uh, cultures of outrage, cultures uh, and just kind of uh, feeding echo chambers and all that kind of stuff. And so it really doesn't necessarily lead to deep thinking. Um, it kind of is very much headline, reading a headline, clicking on a headline, uh, maybe maybe not reading any deeper than that, but just getting really torqued off about something. And that's, yeah. that's what, again, with social media, the fact that it's a business, the things it sells is clicks and being able to get advertisements and all that kind of stuff. And so, and this, this is not stuff that people don't know. This is stuff that obviously people know, but we don't necessarily know that going into it. We don't really think about that. No. It's not really intuitive because it's it's presented as, hey, this is this is something for you. And really, it's actually not. Um, and so the question that I think that that I have philosophically <laughs> is what did, what is what is it doing to us? Like, so is it discipling yeah. like especially teenagers? Like we, we see. So I work with students, and uh, the level of anxiety and stress and comparison and uh, th- there's no safe place that exists anymore because of social media and just I guess technology in general. That like when I went home as a kid. Uh, if I wanted to play with my friend or talk to my friend or whatever, I had to run. O- I had to go across the street, knock on his door, or or call his home phone and talk to his mom or dad and, mm. and say, "Hey, can so and so play?" And so like, I there was but there was a safe place. There was a place where where I could disconnect if I wanted to and be. I didn't have to have the fear of am I missing out on something? Am I being compared to somebody else right now? Whereas social media, you constantly have yourself out there, whether that's an Instagram feed or a Facebook thing or or I don't whatever. Or there's information on Twitter, and it's you're constantly learning. And 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 the question is is what does that do to somebody's soul? What does that do to somebody's heart? What does that do to um, again? We know what <laughs> what Instagram literally. Uh, coded into their thing to to release likes at a certain time to make people feel better about themselves or mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just again there's all sorts of different things that you say okay social media is great and I'm not, I'm not someone like I again I I just looked when you said you posted six times I posted seven hundred and forty times so <laughs> I'm probably so, even so, that. Right the same. Right so right and, and but it, so I, I'm not saying like don't engage but also don't think that it's not something that's impacting you and like, I, I still does like if, if i if i write something mm. and i post it i want to know if somebody liked it yeah because i'm putting myself out there mm, right yes. Yes, and and then i and I, I sometimes wonder and yeah it's, it's something that is maybe god's put in my heart or otherwise but i also go back and look i'm like who who engaged with this like mm-hmm. I, I, I and it's it, it i don't want to say that it gives me a sense of self-worth or doesn't but i'm i would be kind of a liar to say that it doesn't mm. like if if nobody if i put something out there and nobody liked it 
well, that's just kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? but yeah. I think that's an interesting point. And, yeah, and I thought, I heard someone say this recently. It really made me think, like, what is the inner monologue that you have with yeah. yourself as you're scrolling through these things? Mm. So think about it. You're looking at someone's post. Let's say it's a friend of yours. Oh, they had a party and I was invited. Oh, look, there's a like on my post. Oh, someone just got engaged. Oh, look, another like. Oh, wait, a comment. Oh, I got a follow. And it's this constant inner monologue yeah. that makes your brain mm. go all over the place yeah. because your focus is constantly shifting and comparing. And, exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's a great point mm. that you brought up is a lot of times it is these surface level relationships that right. we create because it does bring this sense of satisfaction and belonging, yeah. which I think that people crave. And mm -hmm. we just as humans are meant to have that yeah. and desire yeah. that. Um, but it also prohibits us in having these deep connect connections. And therefore, for a lot of kids, like you said, causes anxiety and depression and all sorts of mental health struggles because our identity gets wrapped up in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're the most connected we've ever been, ever. Yeah. yeah. And yet friendships are the least number ever. Like in yeah. terms of like statistics. What it, someone reports as the being friends the close have. friends that yeah. they have. I mean, I, I read that article I, I, maybe a year ago or something like that, so it's probably even less now. Mm. Um, but like the number of friendships are going down, but the number of connections are going up. But that's like you said, Caitlin, surface level connections yeah. that, that give you a sense of connectedness, a sense of purpose, a sense of value, a sense of, oh, I mean something in this world, but yet when you sit in that, it's never going to be enough because it's not actually the value that you need. Yeah. Right? It's not actually like a like from somebody. It's it's a false it's a false sense of value, really. And so, like, while it's I don't know, I think there's a lot of good that can be had and experienced and utilized in social media. I also think that you know we have to really guard our hearts and our our, our uh, yeah, I like that. The, the follow your inner monologue of what is this doing to yeah. you as you're engaging with this. That is really I've never heard that. You know, be aware of the inner monologue that social media can can put you through. I think that's a really helpful way of, uh, yeah, evaluating what exactly is going on and whether you know you need to change your kind of your relationship with social media, maybe. Uh, and as you're talking about like connections with people and relationships, I did see something really interesting um, recently where they're talking about how, like, for a long time, when kids would have a difficult experience. Uh, or, you know, something's, you know, trouble with their friends or trouble at school or something, you know, they come home and, you know, sometimes that could be, you know, not all the time, but uh, that would be kind of the time to seek out your parents for some mm -hmm. kind of comfort or, you right. know, they'd at least, you'd almost sometimes oh, be forced to talk. Yeah, wow. yeah. But now kids don't have to do that. Like oh, they literally just go heart. to, that's true. yeah, yeah that's, it's like they can wow. easily find maybe their, uh, some kind of online community or just like they'll they'll seek out that comfort oh, from another wow. place so it's like one of those really like important um aspects of a parent-child relationship are being like totally taken away um or like, totally substituted i should say and, i have never thought about yeah. that ever yeah, but that is heartbreaking but absolutely True. i see it yeah. i see that and it's like you know you don't want to really blame a kid because no of, of course like it, it's it can take a lot of um well in some you know, parent-child relationships maybe already are kind of strained or whatever, right. or if a child doesn't feel not sure how their parents could react, and there's always some of that, but I just wonder how many um, really important conversations are being missed out on wow. because there's this really uh, easier, kind of less risky substitute that, that kids can have, and then that divide between parents and children can happen. So instead of parents discipling their kids, social, social media, media is. is. Social, yes. Yeah. And it's right? a, the replacement. And yeah. yeah. And yeah. we would think of the... Uh, 
just the church, the difference between the church discipling and um, social media discipling. But yeah, I think the difference between parents discipling and social wow. media discipling. So it does seem like what they're saying is that more and more, you know, kids will seek out, you know, the comfort, like all the things that a good, meaningful relationship should provide. Right. More and more, they're seeking that out in people that they've never met in person. And yeah. like mm-hmm. the people that are closest to them proximity wise and should almost play those roles, or at least traditionally have played that role for, you know, thousands of years. Now that's being replaced. And dude, that's wow. fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I, so when I, I, when I work with students, I tell parents and kids, I make sure that they're, you know, when they're in the room, I, it, some kids have, uh, phones at kind of younger ages, right? I mean, I don't know what the average age nowadays mm. of kids getting phones, but it seems younger and younger. Yeah. Um, but if a kid doesn't have a phone, they feel like they're missing out. Mm-hmm. So anytime a kid doesn't have a phone, I make the statement in front of everybody. like, if you don't have a phone, it's because your parents love you. Uh, that's why. And and then like the kids that have phones are like, wait, wait a second, does, your, does my parents love me? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, they love you. But at the same time, and, and I, I will say this, if your child, if you're a, a parent that's listening to this, you have a child that's teenage or years or younger, or preteen especially, or whatever else, uh, and your child has a phone and you do not guard that phone, uh, that is not showing love. I mean, that's basically like taking them down, sending them down. We live in San Antonio, send them downtown San Antonio. Hey, just wander around wherever you want to go. Uh, hey, hey, you'll be fine, right? That's, that's safe down there. No, you would never do that. Mm-hmm. That's an insane thing to do. But with technology, that's, I mean, in essence, a phone is not a computer. It's not uh, like our generation, my generation, that sees the impact kind of like, I would say we're right, right in the middle. It sees the impact of technology. We're going to be really like my, I got a kid that's seven. She's, she's not going to, she's not going to have all the things that some kids nowadays have. And I, yeah. I and, 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 and I don't, who knows what the technology is going to be like at that point in time. And we're not going to be, you know, Luddites and say no technology and like, you know, technology is bad, but honestly creating barriers and boundaries and limits around these things. Uh, I wrote something a while back of should a teen have TikTok? Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when TikTok kind of became a thing, and and uh, I mean, I ultimately kind of said no. I mean, I, I have TikTok, and I think TikTok's hilarious, and there's a lot of really creative content on that, but it doesn't filter it. You know, and I don't care what anyone says, you have the best dances out of everyone out there. Verify him. Verify him. search for that, because that's not even a thing. Okay, I might be joking. Yeah, <laughs> I've never posted anything on TikTok, but I, I definitely I definitely enjoy the, 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 the creativity in, you know, comedians and parent TikTok and teacher TikTok and, and the, the, I guess the algorithm that, that sends me videos that I, that they think that I would like. And I do it. I think it's hilarious. But yeah. with students, again, there's not a way to filter that. And so I basically kind of encouraged parents to not let their teen have TikTok, yeah. honestly. Now, obviously, I, I think this is the question really as, as Christians in general is, okay, at what point is there a barricade? I will not do this. And at what point do we then because I would also say that if a parent wants to have their teen to have TikTok, hey, cool. But you got to go with them in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't just give them like kind of like if their kid wants to go downtown San Antonio. OK, go with them to yeah. downtown San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Like do yeah. that. Like go together with that to help them navigate this world that this is not just a computer. This is not just a little gaming device. This isn't everything. This is connected to everything, everyone. There's predatory realities that exist yeah. on, and and it's not neutral. It's not a neutral thing that they're, I mean, no. kids are, the, the average screen time, uh, oh, I meant to look up that article and I didn't. Oh. Uh, the average screen time, is a, a number of, here, I'm gonna look this up. If you pull it up, yeah, actually, it up. Uh, just, and I, I'm sure the article that I read though, a while back was for, for teenagers. Is yeah, for teens. Yeah, which but this was before 2020, oh, before wow. quarantine. So I guarantee you, like the number, it is basically if, if I if I did all the math together, it was like a it was like a 40 hour work week, um, well, eight hours a day. Or in something. 2019, it said uh, seven hours a day. 
since 2019, so seven hours a day. So that's almost, that. that's, yeah, totally has grown since then. Oh, yeah. So that's basically, that's basically a job. That's basically their job. Yeah. And, and I see it. I mean, like, and, and I, but I don't just see it with teens though. I also see people driving constantly on their phones. I see it at, at, uh, at, in grocery stores. I see it at, at restaurants, just the constant, uh, kind of affirmation loop that exists when you when you engage in these things, yeah. and it's not neutral. It's doing something to your heart, to your body, and disconnecting you from the people that are absolutely right in front of you. If you because the thing is, is <laughs> with social media, you don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. Because if you're getting yeah. bored, like if if I'm boring you guys right now, you can pick up your phone and just start. Okay, well, I wonder what what so and so is up to. And mm-hmm. if you've ever been in a conversation where that happens. That's a little bit like, yeah, oh, and if you've okay. ever done that with your wife, <laughs> I know that I've never done that with my, <laughs> no, of course I have. I certainly have. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but in a, in a, yeah, I mean, it's like, it, and it, and it is what we, we miss out. And I, I never really connected to the thing you did earlier, which is uh, that kids also don't go to their parents or parents don't listen to their kids or relationships that the, the, the embodied presence, the people that are around us, we, we prefer this disembodied kind of fake affirmation than embodied relationships and and uh um i think we're getting we're getting the raw end of the deal really in terms of how we're engaging with it but and what's so interesting it reminds me because this happened when i was on mission trips with concordia but it also Mm. happens when other kids are is the Uh, anxiety about uh, leaving your phone mm -hmm. and having to not engage in social media i know kids would like leave their snapchats to other friends to keep up their streaks because the anxiety (laughs) that 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 snapchat streak was going to go away i mean Mm -hmm. there truly is a lot of anxiety around it but it's interesting because you see the shift in kids at the end of the week going i don't want my phone back actually because they learn what that feels like to have that deep connection and so kids have that desire they do they're constantly is this urge to disengage in other ways whenever instant gratification you know is there it's like we know on one hand that you know what a lot of times instant gratification isn't the best thing for me you know sometimes delaying gratification that i can get from whatever you know name anything with you know financial decisions or you know food like whatever usually if you're delaying gratification that is a lot of times a wiser thing to do but again it's like (laughs) we a lot of times just lack the self-control yeah to uh but when we're kind of forced to do it like on the mission trip when i remember a similar thing just this past summer um you know going camping uh and where we go camping usually for years and years was always no cell phones like you're just forced to disconnect and just be with the people you're with but for the past couple years we've gotten you know a cell signal and which is good you know because like you know mary uh was isn't able to come with me but like i can text and touch base you know we're only gone for a week um and i like that part you know again there's the there's always a, a bright side to it um but it's also like, man, it'd be nice to just be able to not have to, because I checked work email and I responded to a couple work emails, even when I was gone because people needed something. Um, and it's like, ah, it would have been nice just to not even have to feel the, I don't know, like the um, obligation to to check these things and just make sure. And it's like, always just make sure. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's just more and more everywhere around. It's almost hard to definitely, you have to be very, very intentional um, or even forced to disconnect it's harder and harder yeah. every day what's well, the social expectation right like yeah. if you get left on red for you know and now why aren't you responding to me it's like well you know this it, is why I intentionally <laughs> don't respond to people. yeah <laughs> to teach them a lesson and, uh, oh. yeah. this reminds me Paul? <laughs> I i'm a terrible texture when i was a senior in high school for those who don't know ben was my youth pastor and in high school we went on the 
Costa Rica mission trip when I was a senior and there's a guy I liked at the time and because I could not stand to not be like interacting with him at all times at night I would airdrop notes on my phone to him so that we could stay connected at all times oh my goodness and I look back and I'm like that, that was the issue that was the issue that's hilarious that's creative though I know I'm like we don't have service but this airdrop thing seems to be working yeah, yeah. Seems to work. oh man yeah no yeah uh, so, so this is the question, I guess, uh, because we could we could probably talk about the impact of social media personally and what we see around. But so, the, I guess the question is: is what is the correct, or is there a a best way of engagement uh, with social media as Christians? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I, again, the, the other part that we haven't really talked about too much, but I think is really big, is kind of the curated lives reality too. Mm-hmm. Like we we we, met, we touched on it, but I mean, people what you're projecting of yourself um, and, and what you want people to know about you, right, is uh, is usually it's going to be the best things, right? And and uh, uh, and then in terms of, we were kind of talking about this the other day, is what does that do for then, okay, a church ministry has a social media. And typically it's like the highlight, highlight reel of, okay, these are all the things that the best things that we're doing. But the reality is that no person is perfect. No church is perfect. We're all a bunch of broken uh, sinners that need the grace of God. So how can we magnify Christ on social media rather than magnifying ourselves? Because I think that if, again, if who's getting the glory, no matter what platform that is, is going to be the place that's, that's either going to be fulfilling or, or, or not fulfilling. Um, and I think, I don't know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough balance. I'm not going to say it's like an easy thing, but um, what's the, correct way uh to engage or or see let me before i ask that i think some people think when, when engaging with social media they're like okay give me a list of things to engage with and not engage with like facebook okay you know mm. it's fine now uh, snapchat no never mm. uh tiktok horrible it's yeah. from satan uh you know uh, you know and and, and kind of going through the list well the reality is i mean the there's no real point in saying any platform. There's, yeah. there's positives and negatives. I mean, Twitter is great for news. Also, really, really, really dark and bad in terms of uh, incredibly graphic material. I mean, like if again, if yeah. uh, not if so well regularly because there's so much on there. So exactly. So, so you can find terrible things everywhere, and mm-hmm. you can find positive things everywhere too. I mean, again, uh, wherever. People are hopefully there are Christians meeting people with the grace of God in those places. So, so how do we as Christians uh, who have social media, who have a profile, uh, how do we use that platform to uh, magnify Christ? Yeah. I mean, or, or is that is that just a fool's errand? Well, Caitlin, I feel like I'd love to hear kind of your response to that, um, and I would be interested to hear kind of the ways you approach that question as the social media person for our church, but also just like in your own life, like are there principles that you either have tried or that you know are good, you'd like to try or things you have you know, been doing like to manage or navigate your own kind of relationship with social media. So I guess like personal and kind of professionally, if you. Yeah, I guess I'll start by saying like, I am no expert at this. And to be quite honest, like it's a struggle I've had personally. It's something that I've really thought through in my job of what does this look like and I think it's a struggle for a lot of people of what is the balance what does it look like as a Christian because it's our heart and our desire Um, and it's interesting to think about but it's definitely difficult too and so as I've kind of navigate this I'll start with the church perspective first and just in my job and I've thought about this recently and that's what we talked about Ben is um, when is 
it become a highlight reel? And when has it become, these are all the really great things that we do. And this is the things that we've given away. And this is all the awesome stuff that we've done for people. And look at us, you know, instead of look at the cross, look Mm -hmm. at God. Um, And I listened to a podcast recently that kind of challenged my view on this. And they said on there, like, show the church as the church is, Mm. you know, and so, and there's a balance in that, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't want to be so vulnerable that you give every life update of every single thing that ever (laughs) is going on, you know, like that, that's not the point either. Um, but there also is a big part of vulnerability that needs to occur on social Mm. media. And it's interesting when you see people do that and when you see organizations do that, um, the response really is incredible. A lot of the time of people being like, wow, Thank it doesn't end up getting that. a lot of engagement. engagement. Yeah. yeah. yeah which... It actually has the adverse effect that maybe your anxiety was telling you that, you know, people would take it the wrong way or right. you shouldn't show that side of you or right. you should be perceived in this certain way. Mm-hmm. And so I think when it comes to my job, I'm really trying to think about and just have conversations about like, what does it look like for us to just be the church on this different platform and in this different way yeah. and tell stories, you know, and show people really what it is to just be a part of this community. And I think that's the message that, and the heart that I try and have when I create things and um, schedule things and mm-hmm. do content creation is just like, what is, what is, me- what message is this getting out and yeah. how is someone going to engage with this? Because yeah. my hope and my prayer is that it's welcoming to them right. and that they see it and they say, I want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to ask questions about that. And what is this all about? You right. know, um, because that's the bigger message. You know, you can, sure, the church does do really great things and I don't doubt, like I know that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the attention is on us mm-hmm. and what we do, and how we engage with people and not on who God is and how he's working in our body, I think we've missed the mark. Mm -hmm. And so that's been kind of a shift in my perspectives. I've been doing this, I think, for almost coming up on three years now is in the beginning, I thought it had to be that. I know it's crazy. I know it's gone so fast. Um, But in the beginning, because I've interacted like that on my own social media. And so naturally you just carry that over into your job. But personally, And I've seen this recently. One of my good friends, Mallory, uh, does this thing that she calls Unfiltered Friday. And every Friday, she takes a picture of herself without any makeup on, without her hair done, just to say, hey, your worth is not in what other people think of you, is Mm. not in how you look. It Mm. really is Christ in Mm. you Um, and kind of challenges people with that. And so it's really challenged the way that I've kind of thought about my own platform as being this highlight reel, you know, mm-hmm. am I just showing all my best curated moments? And to be honest, a lot of times, yeah, I do. Cause it's comfortable. Right. right? And you're feeding into an image of yourself that you want to be perceived as again, it goes back right. to this acceptance thing. Um, but when it comes down to it at the end of the day, I think my goal on social media is to do more of that, yeah. um, to be more authentic, to show more of a vulnerable side, not in a way that again, just closes every part of my life that everyone right. needs to know, but also I, am a representation of Christ in this platform. And Mm so am I doing that? And I think we as Christians need to constantly be evaluating what message am I getting out there? And am I doing that to honor and to give glory to God? Yeah, I I think, yeah, I think God's way is opposite of the world's way. And so God gets glory when weakness is portrayed. I mean, like, so grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And yet we still think that that we need to function the way the world does is, hey, let's show strength. Let's show excellence. Let's let's show this when, okay, well, what was the most powerful, uh, most glorious moment for God was, was 
Christ crucified on the cross. I mean, like that that, yeah. that we need to be willing to lose. We need to be willing to fail. We need to be willing to to look weak in the eyes of the world to magnify God. And I I, I think that uh, social media doesn't lend itself to that. But I think there's an opportunity to kind of yeah. yeah thread that needle, not to be like okay, let's let's air all of everybody's dirty laundry. That's not that's not helpful. But but also say okay, let's not project a false idea of what it means to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that following Jesus doesn't mean success. Actually, following Jesus sometimes just means, man, I've, I'm falling on my face. Hard, I'm a failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and kind of being honest with that. So that people actually say, oh, uh, that it's not, we're not putting, you know, a church or a person or anything up on a pedestal, but rather we do the exact opposite. We do what God does, which is kind of makes, makes self, you know, servant, makes self low. Uh, and, and it helps people point each other to to him. I don't know. Well, and <clears throat> you both touch on how, with this, going back to the starting question of, like, is social media discipling us? Like, your approach to social media, and then with this approach that you're talking about, Ben, <clears throat> like, we at least, if we're going to use social media, we want to disciple people, meaning, like, we want to shape the ways that they see themselves, the way they see the world, and we want to um, kind of disciple them into... Uh, more and more into the kinds of people that are okay with letting God have the glory and okay with showing their weakness for God's glory. And like, so, I mean, again, with social media discipleness, yeah. And we're trying to be very intentional with the ways that we disciple people and all that comes back to the things we post and the way we frame things. And I think, um, and I know you're going to, you got an interesting list for us to, to but I I do want to, I'm just trying to think of, as you're talking about this, like, okay, we want, you know, be okay with being weak, and yeah, we don't want to just air every single piece of dirty laundry or whatever. But I'm just trying to think of like what are a couple concrete examples of like a church, I think really, you know, really putting their best foot forward or having the right approach to right. social media of like being weak, you know, so that God's uh, power can be seen. Like what what are some some things that come to mind? Like even just like concrete examples of like posts or things you've seen like. One of the things I think I just popped in my head was celebrate others, mm. you know, because social media is created mm-hmm. to be about you. I mean, it's yeah. your profile, it's your pictures, it's, you know, all of your stuff, technically. Mm. Um, but people who I really admire are those who celebrate those around them, mm. um, who can put aside their own identity for the sake of glorifying themselves mm. and honoring their accomplishments and celebrating yeah. those around them. It's just a really neat thing I've seen. Boy, you know what? That makes me think a really cool thing to do is for what if like once a month or something, a church highlighted what another church is doing. Yeah. Even, yeah. Like wow. almost just totally like even a wait I thought, I thought they were the end i thought they were yeah, the, yeah the competition. Come on, well, competition. well that's the thing like if we've, it honestly, is that mindset if we view other churches as competition yeah. we've lost the you're, game you're, yeah. they, yep. they, like this is about this is not about do you go to this church or that church this is about heaven and hell this is about people that know jesus don't know jesus yep. i you know i i don't care if someone goes to my church or a different church or church. i just want them to know christ yeah and if, if, if a church again i don't believe that my church has the ability to connect everybody to Christ, they don't. Yeah. I I know that. That's not how God actually wired it. God God yeah. wired uh, in individual communities to be well, <laughs> individual communities yeah. to be able to help come alongside of different people. The different people have different relationships in that respect. So yeah, that's that would be interesting. Yeah, it's uh, something to keep thinking about. But it's like, man, I'd really love to see and like just want to see what this looks like because I I think it could be really powerful and something that isn't really done. 
Um, we get a bunch of followers. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> in, in that too. In that too. Well, yeah, what's your heart though, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, am I doing this for the right, right. reasons or the wrong reasons? Exactly. No. But yeah. in that too, I mean, meet up with other churches, you yeah. know, like yeah. let the church be the church mm-hmm. and then celebrate those people yeah. on social media with what you're already doing. Right. You know, it's not creating a false perception of what you're not doing and how you're cheering other people on that you're not really cheering on. You know right. what I mean? Right. But just be that and do that and share that life that you are living as a church yeah. and invite other people into it. Yeah, I think the church has really had to face this in a new and unique way, obviously in the last two years, right? I, I When pandemic hit and everybody, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are pastors and at different churches and, and uh, I've you know, connected to a lot of different people. And I remember, man, just Facebook being inundated with so many videos. And, and I mean, I was a part of that. I mean, like I, Produced yeah, you, content. You, you want to be so, like, put out encouraging words. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, I remember that was a flood. It was <laughs> a flood. It was a flood. <laughs> I, I had I had such an existential crisis because I was like, "What are we doing? Like the world is going to be the best. We're going to be the best. Yeah. Please look at me. Look yeah. at me. Look at me." And that's what I felt like. But then I, I, I God kind of, I he kind of, you know, tweaked my heart a little bit in that and said, "No, it's not. It's literally always been the thing. Like the yeah. world's always on fire, dude. Like, yeah. and the church always says." Look at Jesus. Look at yeah. Jesus. Look at Jesus. Well, and you so, might be following or aware of lots of churches because yeah. you're a pastor, but the per- whatever video content you produce, you might have been the only, the only encouraging yeah. thing that someone saw. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's exactly. a crazy thing with algorithms. But yeah, yeah. But I know I, I had it too because I follow lots of them. Like, <laughs> okay, guys, I get it. You know what? I get it. Uh, this is really good, but it's a lot. Oh yeah. man. Um, but all right. So to wrap up this conversation, which we could again, we could talk about it for a while. But I think these are some we can let's respond to. Uh, this was a is an article from I think was it Relevant magazine a couple just a month ago maybe actually mm. uh, I think there's 15 slash 16 different uh, things to do ways that Christians to kind of engage with or not engage with okay. social media and so kind of the first one has to do with attitude okay. and uh, so their first kind of idea is don't be so negative. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> can't help myself. Oh, that was too good. But I do think, I mean, I mean, it's a little bit cliche, but it's also true that, that oftentimes the church is seen more for, you know, getting frustrated about things than, than it is about building up. Like, yeah. we have an opportunity to encourage, we have an opportunity to tear down, do we have an mm-hmm. opportunity to point out where something's wrong and negative, or do we have an opportunity yeah. to, to lift up and say, hey, check us out, right? Like, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. Put the best construction. Yeah. Social media is never a place where people put the best construction. If yeah. you, I don't know how many times that I've got, I've read something and been like, Oh my gosh, I got to respond to this. And then Holy Spirit, you know, delete. Yeah. I forget this. Now I'm not even right. engaged. Not a helpful place no, to have this conversation. Yeah. Um, well, and honestly, you say yeah, a little cliche, but honestly, it's it's not a given for Christians. I I can think of a handful, at least, of um, Christians, especially Who, ones specifically. Who specifically? you been? Put them on blast. Uh, but I can Just think of a, a few Christians, especially you know, unfortunately, the more you get in politics, like it's like it's their thing to just be. Uh, I don't know, be a jerk about it or like just be so strongly worded and like with everything. It's like, okay, you can point out, it's good to be honest about, you know, different things going on in the world. Like you can call out what is not right, but honestly, the way that you do it, some people think it doesn't matter, but it really does. And I think it it's, doesn't get uh, old to be reminded of that. Exactly. And I think a way to practically evaluate this, especially on places like Facebook and Twitter, like, are you just the headline sharer? Like, you know, like, are you just sharing all the articles about all the bad things that are going on in the world and engaging with those? You know, I think there's practical ways that we have to ask ourselves that question of what we're consuming, but also what we're sharing with other people. Totally. Yeah. I agree. 
good. <laughs> uh, which actually leads right into the number two one. Actually, we should probably put a, like a link. I don't know how to do that. Put a link in. The oh yeah, I'll get that. In okay, the show notes. Show notes. Producer. Talk to that editor and producer. That's right. And he's right. such a good-looking guy. He's a great guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hardly know him. Um, but uh, so number two here is don't get caught like we were saying in every outrage wave. I mean, right. I, again. I was listening to something, and I don't remember what it was. It could have been a podcast, could have been a book, uh, of saying that they that Facebook has changed, like uh, to share more things that get the outrage, mm. like or the, the what's the angry face? Oh, <laughs> that, that that gets shared more, like pushed out more than other things do, mm. because again, they know what gets the content. Because outrage does get, I mean, it, it does get you going. You're like, yeah. I can't believe this. Click. Yeah. What? What Finally, happened? a clear enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I think it's really easy to uh, to become outraged. But we did, I don't know, a year ago or two years ago or so, like, okay, we need to focus on the outrageous grace, right, of God in mm-hmm. the world of outrage to mm-hmm. say, okay, uh, what – I don't think – I don't think that it's inappropriate to kind of have uh, a response to maybe to things in the world that you say, man, I can't believe this. Um, but how we – bear witness to the, the things in our heart, uh, the things that, I mean, is God outraged by things? I'm sure he is. He's, he's, he's angered by things. We know that his nose burns hot with anger. Yeah. Right. Um, but how does he, how does he show that outrage? Well, he actually lays down his life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever we, I, I think, so I think, yeah, don't get caught, caught in every outrage wave. Is, uh, you kind of touched on that. Yeah. And so, which actually goes into the third one there too, which is don't be too partisan. Um, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of, a lot of people that I know and I respect that do use social media, like, and, and I'm not saying that you just have to use it as saying Bible verses or whatever else, but definitely seem to talk more about politics than they do about faith. Yeah. And, and to me, I, I don't, and, and maybe I don't, I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything like that. That always has, that always feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that feels weird to y'all or not, or, or, or my, it does. And, and whether you agree with one side or another, like at the end of the day, has your post done what you intended it to do? Right. Hardly ever, you right. know, like either side has probably never convinced that person right. of the thing that they want them yeah. to be. Exactly. And I wonder so. like generationally what the different, if there's like a, a common sort of approach or mindset with social media like for generations above and <clears throat> generation kind of below us like is there is there like a total difference in approach that might lead to to that like yeah. because you say like is it accomplishing what you want well are people even asking that question yeah, yeah. do they even i mean Probably do they, they have anything in mind or is no. it just kind of like oh it's easy to you know the share button's right here or i don't know it's... um it's You're signaling. right, and they probably like, engage with it in different ways, different ways too. Altogether, yeah, but... I know older generations, yeah. like my grandma yeah. used to post all these yeah. crazy things about donate it here, and it was a total scam thing. Yeah. I mean, definitely grandma. generations, yeah, have well, different ways of interacting. And I've seen a few pages more and more, uh, as far as the partisan thing, their whole goal is to try and show um, how different people are reporting on the same kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. I think what is that one? seen that... Uh, uh, article or it's a page that has like bipartisan news it has the same headline it shows both of them different, yeah it's like it, ah, i have um, to look it up because i do we listen to the same we must have listened to the same yeah, podcast probably did, probably probably did. Did. Yeah, i shared it i shared it on my uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways this is great this is great radio or great great podcasting yeah, stuff it, right? uh number four uh don't use crude memes mm. do you know what memes are paul yeah <laughs> you know what uh now, now i do now you definitely do. do definitely, definitely do. do yeah there's plenty of those to go around yeah 
There are, and there's a lot of. I mean, memes are. I we I share they can memes be hilarious. with friends. Yeah. I share memes with family all the time. I it. My wife and I we have the love language of memes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we just, just send them back and, back and forth. Yeah. It is it is amazing how creative people can be with just yeah. like it really is just a, an image and a little phrase and it's 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 unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, recognizing okay, if you're sharing something, making sure that you're aware of where that information is going, uh, that you're not sharing inappropriate things in an audience that can be misinterpreted or or ultimately could hurt your witness. Yeah. Uh, but, all right. And then we talked about this before. Number five, don't self-elevate, mm-hmm. um, which goes into number six, which is don't humble brag. Ah. <laughs> I think the example on there is like, if you're taking a social media fast, don't tell everyone yeah. that you're taking a social media fast. Day three of my social media fast. <laughs> It's going great, everyone. I'll miss you guys. I'll be off for 30 days. Oh, man. Just praying and reading. Praying and reading. <laughs> yeah. that, is, that's, that is funny. Let me, again, you, uh, I'm sorry to out you in this way, but oh. you take yes. tech Sabbaths yes. regularly, Let's right? See, do I have Instagram right now? No. Uh, uh, I don't. But also on Sundays, right? You, you and your, like, you don't even sometimes pick up your oh. phone. Oh, yeah. Saturdays? I do have days. Yeah. It depends. D- d- depends. But um, yeah, do try to be uh, intentional with when I'm actually going to. Uh, look at social media or sometimes it's just you know uh, Mary will get a good light up of TikToks and we'll just watch them together and laugh or yeah. something um, and that's really all I do yeah. for the day and you know so try to have days throughout the week of intentional and it, and it changes shape but um, after reading a couple kind of influential books for me of suggesting some practices like that like I I really appreciated it um, yeah. and I just always uh, just everything seems to go better like and I, cause probably cause I don't have the self-control as much as I should, but when I just don't have the apps or anything on my phone, it's just, I'm not just tempted to just, you know, click and scroll, um, right. that I can actually have some time to just think and reflect or, you know, read or do any number of other activities that probably are more profitable. Right. Beneficial. But if you posted that out to everybody, that would be weird. <laughs> you didn't I mean, tell right? me you do so that. That's a great <laughs> idea. You know, that's a great idea. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the whole thing with fasting. Don't let, you know, uh, don't tell people you're fasting. Yeah. This, is a, yeah. this is a spiritual thing between you and God. So don't humble brag. Or, which kind of goes to the next thing, uh, number seven here, don't spiritual brag. <laughs> mm. So, which is, again, who gets the glory, I think. I think and, there was a, and, you know, Babylon B is an interesting uh, oh, yeah. phenomenon in all this conversation, but I do think You know has... about memes? Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait we've been over we this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that they had an article, I was like, um, spiritual uh you know spiritual person uh does end up having two minutes of actual reading time in their uh 30 minutes of <laughs> after after getting their post up oh, you know, that's, whatever, you know. yeah 30 it's minutes like, to post the verse yeah. and, <laughs> and then, you know, time with god yeah let's see. wait no not that not not that, that angle, angle. Yeah. <laughs> let's see how can i get myself in this yeah oh that is funny um oh this this is number eight, which we kind of went with the number six is don't brag about your social media fast. Yeah, there it is. Huh. Uh, number nine, don't like, don't act like you have it all together. Um, hmm. I think that's that kind of self-explanatory. Nobody really does um, have it all together. But yeah, so it is is our witness projecting. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Is it something that is uh, something that people are able to do or completely inaccessible? Right. I mean, like, is that um, yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. It's like a lot of people have, I think, lots of different ways that they would uh, approach it. And I think well-intentioned people or Christians can just come to all different ways to um, approach that. 
uh, question, but it's a, it's a good one to, to think about. And I think, too, thinking about, like, celebrities who, for a lot of people, right. you know, yeah. that mm-hmm. flows down into other people as yeah. to how they present themselves on social media. Yeah. Whether you like him or not, Justin Bieber has kind of done a good job of this recently, mm. of just being honest with his health struggles, things that he's going yeah. through, but also talking about where God's been through all of that mm-hmm. and what it's meant to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's awesome seeing that happen. Yeah, people yeah. that have that platform, uh, it's always nice to see them using that right to point to and i i would i would love to love to have jay beebs on the i know yeah. <laughs> jay beebs if you're listening yeah. we were talking the other night yeah. <laughs> no but to think like so what was that like to move from elevating self to elevating the lord yeah. like what what he's probably and big, it's like his whole story yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i i, I it's it, it has been pretty cool to see his uh mm. his uh his way that god's used him in, in, with his platform yeah. um but then, and uh, the, the the other few here, number ten, kind of goes under the the topic of, and this is a huge topic I think for today, which is discernment in general, right? Mm. And so number ten is don't blindly trust all Christian sources. Mm. Um, uh, so in other words, that's kind of with news and otherwise recognizing that uh, just have you try to use discernment, try to test the spirits to figure out is this from God, is this is this thing true, and is this pointing me to to Christ or not. Yeah. And, uh, and then with 11, don't blindly share Christian quotes, um, <laughs> which I think is funny, uh, because maybe that's a generational thing too, right? Yeah. That, uh, you know, you have to share this meme or, or share this picture Within of Jesus. Within 10 seconds. It's or, actually a yeah. picture of yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. cracks me up. Yeah, oh my gosh. Great. So good. Um, Oh, which goes, yeah, there's number 12. Don't give in a Christian peer pressure, which is like the many posts. If you love Jesus, you'll like and share. If you mm-hmm. don't, you do nothing. You keep scrolling yeah. along with Satan. And it's like, okay, this yeah, they is had not a, What did they compare that to? It was like. Uh, this like is some... nothing more than grade school manipulation so people can get more likes on their posts. Grade mm-hmm. school manipulation, what they say. Yeah. But there you go. That's young folks. Yes. <laughs> I remember the days. <laughs> um, and then last kind of the is don't be mean. Don't attack people. 13, 14, 15. And don't be too proud to apologize mm. I like um, that one. yeah i think those are i think those are, those are good that's kind of a good handle to say hey this is how to how to approach obviously again each of those looks it's not super specific at all it's just kind of saying hey these are some things that we're going to kind of uh how we're going to try to approach uh using social media to recognize that our witness matters um that when people see us um hopefully they see jesus and if they people see our social media whatever it is hopefully they get a glimpse of who Jesus is and uh, and want to know more, right? And yeah. again, but pointing not to a social media relationship, but rather an embodied relationship, potentially mm-hmm. in a uh, church community or, or otherwise. Right. But One final question yeah. I have to ask. Mm. It's a big part of what's going on right Ooh. now. Thoughts on cancel culture. Oh, I mean, I know man. this. We probably don't have time we for this. We can have another but pod. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, round two. Let's just wrap it up and then do number two. <laughs> Caitlin, you good? Cancel culture. No. <laughs> Whew. Um, quick I, thoughts. Yeah, quick, I. Well, yo, you got a hot take? Okay. Well, I don't know. if It's a hot take. Um, I think it's a great question. I actually, we should give a, a full podcast because, uh, yeah, I think I've I've been thinking about this a lot actually. Um, and I know Ben and I we've talked about how. Well, I've mentioned to you how I think. Um. It is a lot of times well intended, um, but I think maybe eighty percent of the time. Anyone getting canceled on any side of anything, a lot of times can kind of make them into a martyr where it has the opposite of effect of it. like 
there's no way you can almost cancel someone completely um, and just take them off everything. But even if they are taken off, it's like then it's just they they are kind of made into a martyr to where uh, you know it almost just reinforces um, the perceptions of like wow they they became enemy number one and uh, we need to almost uh, follow them even more and you know so the whole. Um, desire for canceling uh, people. I mean, it's it's okay to like call people out and disapprove of what people do, but I think there's probably a lack of grace there. Um, it's like it's really there's really like a zero tolerance policy for some things, uh, and a lot of times when people are canceling people, like it seems like six months later they're getting canceled because they had yeah. stuff in their closet too right. that eventually yeah. came out. So it's like, all right, are you going to extend the grace that you would want extended to yourself? Um, and I think as Christians we should definitely be about that. Now we can call out what is bad um, and I guess promote what is good. But I think we do need to be aware that like anytime you try and cancel or censor something, I think it can have the unintended effect of almost, you know, pointing a spotlight on it and making it, uh, I guess, gain more traction, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think, I think ultimately uh, it, canceling, <laughs> we should all be canceled. I mean, I, I mean, ultimately yeah, yeah. There, there, there's no person that, is deserving of like worship other than Jesus. So um, everyone has things that are uh, uh, not good as a part of their history, as a part of their life, as a part of. Their, and so, um, but I think I think what you said, Paul. Yeah, I think has there's the culture that wants to hold people accountable. I think is good. Now uh, that's not a, that's not a bad thing. However. Uh, when we just kind of cancel people as a whole and uh, without recognizing that, okay, uh, we're, we are all kind of broken, that kind of pointing back at ourselves. Uh, is that the thing? It's always pointing outward, somebody else, they're the worst, they're done. Uh, and then what about us? I mean, like, I think always the question is, is, Hey, I, that, that could have been me. I could have said that dumb thing. I could have, I could have been in that situation. I, I could have been over here. And it's, it's so easy to, to cast blame where I, ultimately, I mean, this is going to sound super cheesy, but it just is cheesy, but it's also true that Jesus is the, Jesus is the ultimate canceler of it all, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like the, the, the cross yeah. cancels the, the cancel, I mean, cross cancels yeah. sin, right? And so if we're pointing to anything other than the cross, you should be a youth pastor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> there you go. That'll, yeah, it sounds like one of them cheesy, no, but stupid, you're right. You're uh, right. TikTok memes of youth pastors saying something funny. Cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. Jesus cancels. No, that's true. Though. He yeah. has the authority it's, as right, a God, right, you know? Right. Yeah. But, and you can actually do something canceling for the benefit of someone. Right. You know, yeah. right. And putting the best construction on things. And again, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of I know, stuff. There's a lot more to talk. What do you, what do you, what's kind of your, no, I agree. That's how I, there is this accountability piece to that. A lot of people have different viewpoints on what that accountability looks like, right. but yeah. at the end of the day, the answer is grace in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And just like Ben said, if we all were to have our dirty laundry out there of everything right. we've ever done wrong, we're all canceled. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I feel about it. So we should all cancel, cancel, cancel. culture. That's it. <laughs> cancel, that's our new culture. crusade. Let's do it. Social media. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> wow. Done. We just fixed the world. I know. We could have started with that. Yeah, we could have. We could have. Um, wow, we could talk about this forever. But I think uh, I think I think we we probably wrapped up today's conversation. Any other any yeah. other closing thoughts, guys? Caitlin, a closing thought for us? Social media isn't all bad. Mm -hmm. And I think we choose how we engage with it, we choose how we use it, and choose it to honor and glorify God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Speak to disciples on social media and good stewards of social media. Yeah.
There it is. There it is. There it is. Took me a whole hour. You can skip to this last 10 seconds to hear everything you need to know. All right. Hope you enjoy. We'll see you next time.